we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years and five days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned because he hates going second. Ned, how are you? I'm fine. Just looking for a, a nice, more quieter performance today. It was a bit much in the midweek, but I got it off my chest. Yes, you did. Main thing. Yeah, that's that's why we do these things. They're because they're very therapeutic. And, and you know, Marty, he's always said that uh, we've saved him tens of thousands of pounds in therapy by allowing him to come on every week. <laughs> therapists <laughs> yeah therapists yeah uh, we've we've probably saved the therapist yeah you're you're right it's a good point bruce how are you today healthy and alive uh doing well glad to hear it all right uh where, where would you like to start today ned we've got all kinds of stuff uh the international criminal court has issued a warrant for putin's arrests blah 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 nobody cares uh except for the media for whatever reason they seem to care because Arrest for what uh war crimes war crimes yes so what's Zelensky, what so, so Zelensky um, guilty of? Uh, possibly extortion. <laughs> extortion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, hopefully if people looked at that um, French report that came out and started in 2014 and 15 and went on about the Maiden Street riots and stuff, that should enlighten them and see what's been going on in Ukraine and what the people do to their own. And well, you see, this is the biggest problem we've got. The worst case scenario is is it's it's, it's petty, stupid hatreds. And the the one time we really saw how long humans can actually hold this sort of hatreds is when remember Tito, Yugoslavia. I do, Mr. Uh, Mr. Tito, the founder of uh, his own form of uh, what he called Titoism. Uh, that's, yes. that's what he believed, but, but, yes. But, but, no matter what, he held Yugoslavia under whatever leash he had together. He did, yeah. When well, he went, <laughs> every little <laughs> hatred, little whatever from the grandparents, the parents, it just went into a melting pot and it just... And it just went boom, didn't it? And then it was totally abused. And funnily enough, Ukraine isn't much difference, is it? Well, it, yeah, and you could argue that, that uh, Romania was a victim of the same fate with uh, Ceausescu when that one mm -hmm. went south. So, yeah, I mean, there you go. Uh, all, Ukraine all the former more, 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 Ukraine has been tweaked a bit with all the money and everything else. And yeah, well, 
you can compare, I think, Ukraine to the modern day uh, Panama. You know, that, that's what you could do. They tried to turn it into a money laundering place for uh, for Western capital to do all their dirty dealings in there. And well, I so, wouldn't be surprised if Zelensky's got a lot of money in Panama, actually. I don't honestly, I don't know if Panama is still the same as it was as far as their banking laws. I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that the Swiss still have their same banking laws, with the exception of the bailout of Credit Suisse in the middle of the night by the Swiss National Bank uh, against the taxpayers' consents. You know, they didn't really ask. They just said, yeah, sure, we'll give you 50 billion francs. That's fine. But as far as I know, all of the uh, Ukrainian government people, they're shuttling all their money into Switzerland. They're buying uh, real true. estate in there. Uh, and that's that's when, when you start looking at money laundering and, and organized crime and stuff, they always funnel it through like legitimate businesses and, or, or even fronts. And they'll front it through real estate companies and real estate dealings. Right now, in fact, that's what the drug cartels, most notably the Sinaloa drug cartel, that's what they're doing in Arizona. They're actually buying up property and, and through real estate deals within Arizona. And so that's this is going to be an interesting place. Yeah, it? that's that's what they do. They'll they'll take a lot of this money that they uh, that they try and launder and they'll put it into hard assets. But see, if you or I do that, oh, well, there's a there's a nice jail cell they got picked out for us and they're going to throw that key away. You better believe it. Well, they'll tell you you just can't afford a mortgage. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that's, like, yeah, sure. that's, that's all they'll say. And Sorry. then Black, yeah, BlackRock will come through and see that for you. Yeah, sure. And you may, you you will lose it somehow somewhere along the way. It'll well, disappear. I did mention yeah, I did mention yesterday, and I, I don't know if you caught this. I don't I don't know if you listened. Did you listen to to yesterday's? Of course, I haven't was, managed. No, no I actually it. switched off. No, I it's did fine. Switch off. No, it's fine. This it is was. a this is something that we had talked about uh, a few years ago, and this is something that the United States, the United Kingdom, European countries as a whole, were going to have to. Uh, deal with, but we weren't sure how they were going to do it. And so they figured out, at least on the European side of things, how they're going to do it. And it's quite that simple. They're just going to do it. The European Parliament voted for mandatory renovation of old buildings to, quote, save energy. They estimate that 35 million buildings across Europe are going to be affected. Uh, you're going to have to do a, a climate neutral conversion. Well, we don't know exactly what that means yet. Uh, but basically, you're going to have to tear it all down, literally. And then you're going to have to rebuild, well, build back better, right? That's what you're going to have to do. Basically, so, these what they call brownfield sites. Basically, more or less, things yeah. that have just gone yeah. into, you know, disrepair. No, and just no, 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 no. That's not what this is. That is something that I understand. That's something that everybody else understands. But what this is is these are fully the functioning buildings. These are fully functioning buildings. Yes, your home included. So here's what's going to happen. Do you remember the whole uh, the the tax uh, discs and the and the credits and everything else? We're going to give you X amount of dollars, euros, or pounds to put solar panels on your house, or we're going to give you X amount of uh, said currency to do uh, electricity upgrades or uh, heating upgrades or or whatever, right? Th this kind of stuff. Now mm -hmm. they're going to send you a letter very shortly, and they're going to say, "Yeah, um, you're going to have to make some more improvements." And these improvements are going to cost you upwards cost. of, yeah, cost you. Well, they say that the, the cost, unfortunately, that's going to have to be passed on to the owners. So you see that, you know, that, that they're going to have to front the bill. Uh, and these <clears throat> repairs that you're going to have to make and these upgrades and improvements, I'm doing the air quotes, that you're going to have to make are going to cost you upwards of 
100,000 in dollars, euros, or pounds. And you're going to have a time period as to when those are to be completed. And if you don't have those done, well then, unfortunately, your home will be declared unlivable and you will have to sell. So At what they're willing to give you. At what they're willing to give you, which would probably be pennies on the dollar. And I'm sure that places like BlackRock would be happy to take it off your hands for whatever they would be willing to give you. Now, this is what I said in the very beginning. We knew that they were going to do this. They they started to do this under what was called the Green New Deal in the U.S. We talked about that many years ago. You can go back and listen to it. We did a two-parter on it. It was one of our very early ones. And they said exactly this. Every single structure across the United States would have to be torn down and rebuilt because, again, you're going to build it back better. They've been getting everybody used to that. Now they're saying you're going to have to do this across Europe. You're going to have to do this across Australia, New Zealand, the UK, everywhere else because you didn't do it right. So you're going to have to do it all over again on their terms. Now, what did I say when COVID started to you, the business owner, because they're going to do this to all the businesses too. What did I say to you, the business owner? I said, open your business and take whatever fines they throw at you, crumple them up and throw them in the garbage because they're going to bankrupt you anyway. Make a stand and stand for something or you're going to lose everything. This is how they're going to do it. Yeah, it is a possibility. We'll see what happens and we'll see how far it goes. Because the best thing that people do is create so much litigation against it because they'll just go, who do I sue? This was built on government standards. Who do I sue? And that you tie it up forever. That's what, you, that's what they need to do. Here in the U.S., they've been pushing uh, changes to the uh, U.S. commercial code. And they're basically abolishing any kind of digital currency and uh, automatically accepting a digital currency from the central bank. So a CBDC. Yeah, <laughs> this will this will destroy business. This will destroy your livelihoods. This will completely destroy all of freedom altogether. So uh, unless people stand up and fight against this, especially here in the U.S. with this this um, change, you got to be talking to your governor. You got to be talking to your uh, senator, you know, for your state and uh, get it changed, at least at a state level. Well, yeah, well, all, all people really have to do is look into it and get not just the experts hearsay, but look into it and see actually what it does or not do and how much tearing it down, all the changes and everything else, apply cost and damage and everything else to it because it's not cost effective either way you look at it. You see, they've got this wonderful idea about, especially finance departments, about man hours. Somebody comes to a business, steps in, says, I could save you so much money, this, 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 this. But they do not equate the man hours, the paperwork and everything else, which needs to be applied to that, which is costing. That alone in itself makes most of the jobs and the ideas just pointless. And that is what people should come back with, you know. And by the way, you want me to do it with our money. You've come up with these ideas from, hang on, use of public money, my money. Let's have a say so about this because this is my money i am a voter i am an individual that's what you got to do people you have got to start getting vocal and you, because if it comes to a point where you go okay fine what's the point of me paying the council tax which is supposed to pay for the bins to be taken away and anything everything locally I'll apply that to my house. I'll find ways to do all manner of things. Well, maybe we'll do it as a community. Maybe we'll start at council level. Maybe the government can go 
jump. People have got to stand up and they've got to get vocal about this. And it's the only way to do it because it is. The government is funded by the people. Understand that. The government is funded by the people. And they're using it as a position to tell you what to do, even if it's detrimental to you, because everything they come out with is detrimental. And if they're saying this is going to happen and you're going to pay for it, We'll say, yeah, okay, the only way I'm going to pay for it is if it comes out of taxes, yeah? Well, the people don't know. The people don't know it's happening. That's just it. This was released just the other day, the the stuff that I'm talking about here, and, and it's going to affect millions and millions of people, hundreds of millions of people. Oh, yeah. And no one, nobody, not even the, quote, alternative uh, media sources, picked up on it. This was not in any newspaper. It was not on any television network. Oh, You're just going it. to get... They of course they know about it. it. Of course they know about it. They report. But, they but report. it's just going to be yeah. one of those, here's a letter for you. Uh, you're going to have to make these changes. And, well, that's just the way it is. No. It's the answer to that. A simple... Well, the, no. the answer, yeah, the answer, but that goes with, with everything else that we've had the last three years. The answer to that was no. But now, now it's a case of, it, it, exactly, you, people, you want to start doing something saying, right, okay, you want us to do this. You're demanding this, right? We're going to have a town meeting at council level to start with. Somebody's got to bring that proof to us, and then we'll we'll have this talk about it, yeah? Otherwise, nothing's happening. So you get that in, and then... They have a talk and then they'll get, we'll bring people from our sides. We want to have a copy of all what the costings are, everything. This has got to be open for public information. And then we can have a look at it ourselves and we'll get people to look at it as well. And then we'll see where you're coming from. And basically, you can guarantee this will just get tied up in bureaucratic knots forever and fall out. And the cost of that alone will be more than the cost of getting a job done, probably. It's just part stupid. Of, part of the uh, the reason I was bringing up the, U, uh, the U.S. commercial code change is to put a spotlight on what they're doing in, in the sense of they're hitting us with the, you know, climate change stuff. They're hitting us with the economic stuff. They're trying to hit us from all sides. Oh, yeah. They're trying to wear us down. Don't get wor- worn out. Keep fighting this. Otherwise, you're going to lose all your freedoms. So you, you have to keep going. You have to keep fighting. Keep talking about it to your friends and family. Keep standing up against this. Keep talking to your local reps. And, you know, you, you got to keep uh, being a being a voice out there. That digital yeah, currency, numbers. that digital currency, it hinges uh, largely on that. That's got to go. There cannot be I, I'm like that. I talked yesterday about a line in the sand. That has got to be it, because yeah. when when that comes in, that's it. If that if that gets implemented and people accept that, you're finished. That's it. it. It's not just the digital currency. The proof of the digital world is in everybody's health system, even in the NHS. I mean, you're going, you're meeting front people all the time. You're not meeting people that are medically um, knowledgeable at all. You have got people behind glass looking at a computer with a digital piece of information about who's come to see them. Okay, yeah. question so, on so, that. So, yeah. Question on that. Are you because we we have people that on both sides of the aisle that listen to us. Are are you saying that the NHS because that's what you're referring to obviously that's what you have in, in England. Are you saying that that system is a, a failure or it needs to be redone or you need to to rework it it needs to be reimagined, refounded what whatever because it seems like it's it's not 
work. It's broken. Yeah, of course it's broken. It, it, it's totally broken. I mean, all they've done is they've put more barriers between them. So you've got a doctor. You've got a doctor's secretary, right? And basically then you've got people at the desk. Now, if somebody comes along and has an appointment, yes, if they miss the appointment, they then get snubbed and get told, well, you missed the appointment, you're going to have to come back in six months or when we can do it. And they'll send you a letter out eventually, whatever. If the doctor goes off with COVID at the moment, the secretary will then send out possibly a text in the morning to say, doctor's COVID, your appointment's been cancelled. But they don't say we've rearranged it to a certain date. You will then get possibly a letter and it's moved back six months, you know? I, so I don't basically, mean to laugh. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm laughing. It, I don't mean to laugh. It's, it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> it, it, it is pathetic. It is pathetic. And the thing is, if in between there's been a, a clerical error on their behalf, it's never on their behalf. And so basically, the person that needs to be seen does not get seen. Unless, say, initially there's something seriously wrong with you, you will get seen. But if it's a follow up, Ugh, they get so blasé about it. And it just becomes pushback, 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 pushback. So digitally-wise, what can they do? They can make it up as they go along. Hang on, what could they do with money digitally? And then what can they do? I mean, this is your livelihood and everything. Think of the worst-case scenario, because that's what they can do. So total digitization and control centrally, oh, no, that is not good. That is not good. They want to get eventually, I'm sorry, monkeys that sit behind glasses that know nothing, that sit there and go, ooh, I'll have to speak to whatever about this, you know, because you haven't got any responsibility. You cannot make a decision other than look like an idiot. Yes, because you have no responsibility. They're not going to keep you either because what's coming out of that screen, they can actually link that cable together and bypass you, you AI. know? Yeah. So you are going to, well, no, you're excess. You're on Noah Harari's list. Yes. That's true. Every you one know, of you're, you. You're talking Every about. Every one of you. You're, you're talking about, no, I, I, I agree with you. And they say that, uh, was it, so, is it software programmers? They say that you're basically like, and that's, I would say that's way above, say, like a receptionist or you're just your run-of-the-mill average bureaucrat in one of these bureaucracies. They're saying that software engineers and software developers, you are on borrowed time, five years or less, and you're done. Now, the first rounds of people to go, I think, are going to be the ones you're talking about that are, what'd you call them, monkeys behind glass? <laughs> the people that are just sitting there looking at their forms or, or whatever, typing on their screens. I mean, it's not a nice thing to say, but that is what they've, they've created that position. They've put you there as a barrier. That is all they've done. They've created that nonsensical job for you. You do have a different thing to say nowadays. It, it's usually a can you put a mask on and go and sit over there? You know, that's added to your sort of repartee. You know, it's, it, your rhetoric It's just, ah, you know, all they are there to say is, well, sorry, can't do anything about it. This is how it is. But we're talking about people's lives here. We're talking about children's, old people, all ages, yeah, that come into these places looking for care. They've had letters. They've had messages. They've whatever. If there's a clerical error... You are there just to go, go away. 
And on top of that, what have you got? If you've kept them there long enough, they're going to end up paying a parking fee. And then they've travelled there. They don't even validate. <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know what I mean. You, there are so many little things. I mean, all you are there for, you are to create stress because you have little or no responsibility other than being a piece of MDF that might be able to be scratched an answer on. It's it's quite sad, but this is what they've created, and they've deliberately put that in there. And no. It's not last nice. week. Last week, you talked about the amount of money that they're asking for, you know, and this is the, like this is across the board. You see it in bureaucracies. They'll go out on strike or something. They'll demand an amount of a pay raise or whatever. Nobody else in regular like regular working class people. You know, we don't get pay raises. <laughs> not like that. You know, we you don't get a 30 percent uh, price. Uh, excuse oh, me, a 30 percent increase. The, yeah, the young yeah, doctors yeah. ask for about the same yeah, yeah, cost of but what there, real inflation yeah, is. But and I should, yeah, and I showed you this video uh, last week. With all these problems you're having within that bureaucracy, they're on strike, wanting more money, and this is what they're out there lobbying for. Yeah, no borders in the NHS. No borders in the NHS. No borders. No they're borders. out there lobbying yeah, for open borders. Open borders, floodgates in, let as many people as you yeah. want. The the NHS. Oh, yeah, but who who engineers this? Who pushes this? Idiots. NGOs. The real people. Yeah, the real people that are working in the NHS, not the top-heavy bureaucrat. It is too top-heavy. We talked about... Remember, I, I, I kept it simple of how the smaller hospitals used to work, and then the bureaucracy got in there, and they eventually got rid of the smaller hospitals, bigger ones, more bure bureaucracy, more top-heaviness. To make... A, a system work, especially a medical system work, you need people who are doing the job, doing the caring, you know, putting things right, not having tears and tears and tears of middle management and bureaucracy, you know, because it, it, it's, it, it's very amusing. The amount of meetings that they have, discussions they have. Look, if one person in charge of part of the NHS has a weekly meeting and a gathering of people in the NHS or in any medical system or whatever, like in America, all your hospitals are private owned, are they? Yes, uh, they, they are private owned, but we do have uh, government run and state run medical care. We call it Medicare and Medicaid. If, if, people, if people actually got to see what was going on in, in these places, they will have at least one weekly meeting. And oh, in more than that. All those yeah, in all those meetings, that. they won't finish what they're talking about. So they'll have another meeting that week and whatever. And this will just tie people up. And these people aren't cheap. They don't come cheap. They are bleeding the system dry. There's thousands upon tens of thousands upon hundreds of thousands of dollars and pounds and euros and everything else go in to feed these meetings, which could be done more simply. And to keep things flowing. Do you know what my and, favorite one is? My on favorite then. one. My favorite one is where you have twenty people come into this meeting, and it's a big build up, and they've got all these presentations and everything. And then at the end, the person who's chairing the meeting says, "We now know what we don't know," mm -hmm. and then they're going to get back to you individually by phone or email. Yeah. And by the way, um, thanks for the presentation. There's some good ideas there, and we may be using some of them, and we'll let you know. Yeah. Off you That's go. It, yeah. Thank you that very much. It. <laughs> it is it. And that is what they use. That is how they bring information in. And then they'll give it 
whether they've already decided or and that's another thing within the whole system now before people use uh, there's a system of the bureaucratic system of putting an um an, a job vacancy out there it's got to be shown or whatever but nine times out of ten there's a, either a lot of nepotism in there or or you know it's already been decided and they're going but they're still jumping through these hoops yeah okay if you have the person for that job don't spend the next two months with loads of people and loads of money wasting when you're going to go when what, what you should say is i've got the perfect person for the job they're in the job and then the job can start and then there's progress not two mountains of donuts and fifty thousand gallons of coffee later and whatever else they want to do i it's just is oh yeah Who's bringing the cakes today? Is it your turn to bring cakes to the next meeting? That'll be talked about at the meeting. No, but that'll be one of the end things, is it? Who's got a birthday? Oh, you have. Um, bring the cakes with you next time. That is on the you know the high listing of meetings. I'm sorry, the majority of them are pointless, like you say, Johnny. Yeah, they are. They are. These, I, they, I can't. The, I can't tell you. You know, being how do I say this? I, I can't tell you the, the times I've spent in meetings. And I, I see other people that spend time in meetings and everybody's just bored because everybody knows that you don't accomplish anything in there. You're wasting time. All of that is is nothing but a waste of time and effort. As you say, well, well, that's a great presentation. We thank you very much for that. And we're going to take a look and we're going to examine these. We're going to recognize our opportunities and we're going to make these necessary changes. And But we're going to take that one step at a time. And we, we really appreciate that. So... Um, yeah, and for the three, and for it, the three people that have already decided what is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's absolutely yeah, ridiculous. And then they go in, a, in an entirely different direction that wasn't even discussed, and the whole thing just turns out to be a mess. But yeah, that's that's the 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 bureaucracies and the corporate world and the government world are three different animals, but they're all basically the same. The government meetings yeah. you run into, the corporate meetings you run into, and the bureaucratic meetings you run into, they're all the same. All of them. And, and if you if you look at different corporations, if you like let's just take like the Fortune 500. If you look at all the different corporations and you take part in their meetings, all the formats are the same. If you look at meetings in England, if you look at meeting, well, not just England, but the UK. I mean, you, know, you got people from Wales, you got people from Northern Ireland, people yeah. from Scotland. If the, if you look at meetings difference. there, in Europe and in America, Canada, wherever, and you have some people from Australia with different corporations. All the formats are the same. It's it's quite amazing, isn't it, that they talk about this digitization and everything, and yet they're still flying a thousand to two thousand jets across the world when they could actually just digitally meet each other and make a big yeah. difference. Marty was talking about that, a uh, a Canadian guy that was in his office. And he's uh, he's like, well, he just came over for a few meetings and to meet some people. And I'm like, why didn't you just, you know? <laughs> yeah, why didn't you just link up? Yeah. No, 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 because um, we've got so much in the budget and it allows for this, you know, and we can accomplish so much more. No, you can't. If you actually did your job and got on with it, you'd accomplish a hell of a lot more other than the time going, leaving your house whether you're, you're packed the day before or not, the taxi, the hotel, the flight, all that time, they've made real good use of it. Why? With their laptop? I'm sure. Yeah. Or their phone? I'm sure. In-flight movie? Well, that might have been the interesting part. And then, basically, 
you know, they get to the other end and then whether they're stuck in traffic or, wow, I'm in a new place. Yeah. Okay. This is lovely. You know, I get to stay here and I'll get to meet some English people. You know, you got the hotel time. (laughs) You've got all of this. And the business dinner. Don't forget that. You're meeting for coffee for that. Yeah. You go to a meeting to say, yeah, well, um, you already know what you want when you've left to say, yes, we want you to do this when you could have done it from over there. But I get all this out of it. But what have you achieved? Well, you flew 4,000 miles to get there and you're going to fly 4,000 miles to get back. That's what you've achieved. Mm. Yeah. So the hypocrisy of all of it, all these businesses that are just engineered to talk about things and not do anything. That means they write scripts, they write books, they rewrite papers, they redo whatever without going to the job and showing somebody how to do it. This is why the services, as far as I'm concerned, break down because their on-hands knowledge is being lost on their weapon systems and everything. And this is why they have created positions for companies to actually tell them where they're going wrong, where they've lost the knowledge and, you know, This is what you need to be doing. But they were all doing it at one stage. Here's an interesting take. Maybe we can go this direction with it. And I'm I'm curious about this because I I had this book recommended to me just a few days ago. And it's called Credentialed to Destroy. Okay. And basically what it is, is it, it kind of follows along the lines of dumbing down people within the education system. Okay. And and what this does, what this book explains is how our education system here in the West and our, and our training programs, our higher education systems and things like that, were taken over by communist bloc countries. And they were using the techniques of turning people into bureaucrats that don't understand anything. They're teaching them basically how to be complete morons and buffoons, like you're talking about. What they'll do, this is universal across the board. This is not just America. This is all Western countries, okay? So if you want to know why the person that's sitting behind the desk, you want to know why you feel like you're talking to a brain-dead zombie, it's because you are. What they'll do is they put their revolutionary Marxist types in the universities and in the centers for higher education, and they'll recruit the very young ones that go through the universities, and they'll train them and make sure that they get them into hang on, hang on, hang on, the hang bureaucracy. On. Train, train them. Yes. Spelt G-R-O-O-M. Yes. Excuse me. Yeah, you're yeah, you got it. But okay, so they'll groom them to become bureaucrats. And that's what I've said about these types is they go through the universities and they come out and they're basically they're unemployable. They feel as though you need to be controlled because they've been taught that you're a useless consumer. You're consuming too much. And so you need to be controlled. I brought up the point uh, about uh, a group of people that went a, bu- a group of these bureaucrats, and I t- I've told the story here before. And Bruce, you're familiar with the uh, the, the area you used to live in that part of the country. Uh, this group of bureaucrats, these young college morons that worked within the city of St. Louis, they were sent out to an outer lying community to lecture the townspeople that owned the water wells on their property about how they're going to have to be regulated and controlled as to how much water they can take out of their wells that they own on their own property that they own. And what happened at that meeting? They literally had to be escorted by the police and the county sheriff out of town because the townspeople were ready to kill them. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the type. And I I remember I read that this is long before we ever started this podcast. This has been many, many years ago. And I remember I do it. They do it year in, year out. And every time they get they get somebody to comply 
That's one step in a direction. They don't Correct. care whether they have 10 people that don't. They just keep that nudge. They'll nudge, get the one, yeah. Nudge, so nudge. This, is, yeah. this is the idea that, that they focus on, is they, they teach people impractical knowledge about things. And so uh, you, you look at these higher-up positions, and I, I was shocked. Well, I mean, I, okay, I was... I was shocked, but not surprised. That's my new thing now. I was shocked, but not surprised to hear this. When we had people within our own military and our own Department of Defense, I heard someone talking on this a few days ago, and they said that the problem that they're running into with the higher ups in trying to promote people from under them to bring them up the ladder, if you will, they yeah, were finding true. out, yeah, they were finding out that ranks within our military and within our own DOD, they were illiterate. They yeah. couldn't read or write. That's the problem they were running into. And they're like, how on earth did this happen? And so I, I was reading a, uh, a statistic. There's a polling company out there. And you can say what you want about polling companies, but I'm just quoting what they found. There's a polling company out there called Rasmussen. I'm sure you've probably heard of it. They did a deep, uh, a deep dive on university graduates, four-year university graduates in the United States, over 48 mainland states, excluding, of course, Alaska and Hawaii, 48 states in the U.S., okay? They surveyed 250,000 four-year college graduates, and it took them over three years to complete this survey. They found that nine, over 90% of them, over nine, think about this, over 90% of them couldn't read, write, or comprehend above the level of a 13-year-old. <laughs> this is the future, and the future okay. is now. Look, look, look. In, in the services, when I went into it, you, you used to have a thing called a NAMIT exam, yeah? And basically, it was to check your level of... Yeah, we have some math. Yeah, we have something similar yeah. in the states. It's called the ASVAB. Yeah. So basically, zero zero was the best, which was equivalent to when I was joining up O level. Yeah, and then the maximum you could go down was seven. Then they started to find out at times when, hang on. So if you had at least four O levels of C, B, or A, yeah, you could then be categorized as in this this individual might be good enough to go to Dartmouth or whatever we might like them if they're going up the ranks they could then go and change become an officer later on or they could go into this or what so they had this category and even if you didn't have the zero zero it, it say if you wanted to go up the ranks you had to achieve a certain level of English and maths so if you wanted to go further you had to get closer to zero and that is how they worked it and then people didn't join up for a while. So they extended the number. The time I left, so you didn't have the blokes joining. Then they opened it up for women to join the Navy. And by the time I left, it was something like 13. I mean, you might as well have... That big of a jump. Well, you, you could have um, had a bit of furniture there, I suppose, and tried to educate it. I think so. I mean... <laughs> this, is, this is similar to what they did to the police but, but officers. This is what they the were US. doing. But the thing is... Yeah. What's the point of moving it down when you've already got a minimum and you know that you need a minimum of English and mathematical understanding for a rank? So there's no point in changing it. There is no point in changing it because once you change it, you make all manner of problems. And yet they did. Yeah, dumbing down of it, amazing. It, it, it even gets to the point where they, they, they just... The world has been going round in 10-year cycles for a long time. And it, it has been just, I mean, it's been decadent for the last 30 at least, at least, well, I'd say 40 at least. 40 at least, yeah. And that, 
Well, I think I think I mean, some 60s. people think decadence. I think some people think decadence means, ooh, I'm having a lovely, fluffy life. No, decadence means your society is walking across this lake of mud and you've just got this thin layer of crisp mud which you're standing on waiting to fall through. And that's the decadence. It is what, what happens to a society? Well, before Rome burns, basically, that is the sort of where we have been teetering for at least four decades. And they just create these nonsensical jobs and when society, and that's why it's got out of hand. And we are at a crossroads. We're at a serious crossroads in humanity's life. If you come out the other side of this, not everybody is a moron. That's not what we're saying. I'm saying it's, it's about time you actually thought. It's about time you took responsibility. Not what, why have you been given a job without responsibility? Have you ever questioned that? Is it because you're quite happy to, um, you think it's all right to actually just go sit there, say something, deny something, deny people something, and then go home? How can you feel good about that? How, how can you have this sense of well being? Because that's what you need. That is why uh, physiologically the West is suffering. Ment our mental state goes with our physiology. And that means the health follows everything of what we do to ourselves, how we live our lives and everything else. And that means our sense of worth and everything. And when I look out there and the more and more I, I, I look at the standard of life, you could say of humanity, it worries me. It seriously worries me. That's not putting myself above anybody else. That's saying, I care. You have forgotten how to care for yourself and others. I don't and think that's it's what you've got to get back. They don't want to. They, well, they don't. They don't. If want you don't to. care for others, you will rot from the inside. You're not going to get any argument from me, my friend. But my my point is, is that when I try to talk to somebody, they say, "Yeah, I know." And that's it. It's not it's not that they've forgotten how to care. It's just they don't want to. They've just switched off. Yeah. They, they've tuned yeah. out. Yeah. And they just carry on walking. Yeah. Well, you already said it. You, you guys already said it. It's decadence. That, that, that's your your decadence. Part of decadence is you're too comfortable in your society to actually Rec stand up for what's right, to do to what's actually right. Recognize anything that is actually going wrong. Yeah. yeah. Before it slaps you in the face and goes down. Yeah, we are at that point, and we've been teetering for a very, very long time. And they're still pushing it, and they're still lying to us, you know? Everything's okay. It's not. It's not okay, people. And, yeah, you need to get up and shout about it. Even if your friend is a counsellor, even if your family member's a counsellor, whatever, ask them and say, why is this going on? And if they haven't got the answer, don't you think you're entitled to it? Really? Because you're paying for them. You're paying for possibly their allowances on top of their wages that maybe he's paying for their tea and coffee and everything else that keeps those council offices going. You know, everything comes out of the everyday pocket. So, yes, you're entitled to have a say. That's why you're given a vote. So, yes, please. I'm not becoming a radical politician. It's just that at a basic level, people have got to understand the world is goes round not due to coffee or gold or money or whatever it goes round due to taxpayers money that's the simplicity of it all taxpayers money and on the backs of hard-working people so that the lazy bastards can do whatever they want and accumulate whatever they want 
Let's spend our last few moments here on discussing another bureaucracy that they're going to create because we already don't have enough. So they're going to create another one. So what are they going You're to do spiteful, now? Johnny. Just no, I am, spiteful, yeah. Now. Yeah, I am being spiteful. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is what they're going to do. They're going to have to because if you're going to have a digital society, then you're going to have a flow of information along those digital mediums. And in order to combat the misinformation and disinformation. You, well, you see, you're going to have to create oversight committees in order to do this. And this fine, upstanding, astute gentleman and world leader is going to tell you exactly how he's going to do it. And finally today, I can announce that we're investing $5.5 million to build capacity of civil society organizations oh, to really? combat civil disinformation. Society. Civil society. Because we know disinformation, often generated abroad, can be a real threat to our elections, and it's a threat that the federal government cannot combat alone. Civil society organizations, gee whiz, who on earth does that sound like? Does it sound like it's possibly, oh, I don't know, Bruce, this guy, maybe? Is it possibly th this guy right here, George Soros, because he just happens to have something called Civil Society 2.0? Mm -hmm. Sounds like he might be somehow involved with that. What, what do you think? It's horrible. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, this is this is literally the the things we've been fighting against. They're trying to uh, centralize everything from your your government to finance to uh, just uh, business, all of that. They're, they're they're trying to centralize it to have one global centralized system. I I mean on a. Uh, on a liar side, at least one country recognised that their son was a total git, and that was Hungary, was it not? Soros. It was, yeah. yeah. That's why they made the Soros law. You're a git, Soros. I'm sorry, but they don't want you either. But on the lighter side, I have got to um, ask a couple of questions. How's the US Open going? Tennis uh, I Honestly, I don't know, because wasn't Djokovic, wasn't he banned? Uh, that's what I mean. Have, have they not? Have they, have they still banned him? I think so. So what's the sport without its number one? Doesn't that make a farce of it? I I would assume. Well, look at sports oh, in general. They've turned into a farce. Oh, hang on, hang on. Then. So it's because he hasn't taken the vaccine. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah, that's what they people say. people shouldn't be tested, should they? Because didn't um, aren't Chinese travelers no longer needed to take COVID tests? That's in correct. The coming over to the earth. That is correct. Yeah. But tennis players do. I yes, mean, and they need excuse to be me. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. This makes a bit of a weird, weird, you know, um, ying. Should I call it ying yang? It, it almost, yeah, right. <laughs> it almost makes you think, um, gee whiz, who's the State Department working for? They're working for a government, apparently, but it's certainly not ours, does it seem like? Well, they don't, don't play think. tennis, obviously. No, they don't play tennis. I don't think they play much of anything other than, well, uh, it's a family show. I'm not going to go they there. They play a bit of a ch Chinese tune, you mean? Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. Something about, uh, what, what did you call it? Tang, ting tang, 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 whatever. <laughs> tang, tang, dope. Yeah, tang, that, tang, dope. whatever it is. Yeah, that. Hey, no COVID? Have some tang, tang, dope. <laughs> but, you know, what about the other thing? Your Federal Trade Commission. What have the FTC um, done now? Uh, they're trying to get all that information out of Twitter still, aren't they? They're I didn't trying know. To get all the f yeah, they're yeah, trying I, to I get all, all the Twitter files and say, hand over your information, go jump. That's what they well, need to be told. Not only that, they're also trying to, they're trying to screw over Musk saying that he's done some 
something bad or corrupt or whatever. I don't know. They they basically they don't like they're claiming the investigation has been going on since before Musk took yeah, over. Sure. Yeah, right. Uh, no, it, it no, but uh, they're they're going after. What's saying that they and, were investigating themselves? I mean, because that's the only thing they can do if it was before Musk, because they were doing true. it a bit. They were doing a few naughty things. Just, just a little touch, not just a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, I've heard Biden's administration is slightly upsetting the um, climate people by saying they're allowing leases for drilling in Alaska now. Is that right? That is true, but it's basically it's it's window dressing. It, it's lipstick on a pig. That's all. It yeah, is. they're 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 actually the, saying, the well, we're o- we're not not all of them. We're only allowing sixty percent of them. Yeah, but it's like it's going to be one of these where they're going. To, I, I was looking into it. They're going to be allowed to build the rig, but not use it. But but it's not going to ever really be operational. <laughs> so <laughs> like it's just uh, uh, yeah. yeah right yeah yeah okay. And the other thing is, um, Bruce is shaking his head in disgust. The US, the US has asked its old companies still to trade with Russia. Well, yeah. We have to because it's that's uh, it. Haven't you, you figured know? out it's all for? Well, yeah, it's not. They, they're not actually. Oh, this, okay. this is just not for me and you. This is for people. To, I understand. This but is this is like you know the whole point is is that like they're they're not on the surface they're against Russia but they're actually for it. If if you look at case in point and the, the reason I say that is look at who is in the White House. Look at Joe Biden. He's been compromised by Russia since day one before he even entered the Senate. He led an, an envoy to Russia, or well, to the Soviet Union, rather, in 1979 and told the Communist Party apparatchik at the time, look, um, I'm going to have to criticize you publicly, but that's just for the matters of public consumption. I actually don't disagree with what you're doing here. So, mm-hmm. you know, you do whatever you want. But but for the sake of, of looking like a good politician, I have to publicly criticize you. We actually didn't know that until the mid-90s. And we figured that out from something called the Bukowski archives. Anybody can go and look that up. Yeah, I know. And yet and yet you've got 30 years of the buildup of the Biden mafia. Yes. Well, and it's just it, it's and a, the Clintons. And the Clintons, and yeah. But it's just a, it's a compromised uh, syndicate is all it is. Yeah, I know. And it culminates in that. Sorry, if there's one person that should never have been given and should give it back, the Nobel Peace Prize is that Obama twat. He got it for nothing. He got it for bombing people. <laughs> but no, he no, 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 no. To be considered for a Nobel Peace Prize, you have to be you have to be submitted. I think it's two years prior. So you can go through all the process and everything. And he got it and right when your, he was... And, and yeah, see what your achievements are. Exactly. Yeah, and and this guy gets it for what? He was a nobody senator, apparently, when he was nominated but for he that. Hasn't, he hasn't achieved anything Oh, he's achieved positive. a lot. <laughs> oh, he's achieved... Oh, positive, I said. Depends positive. on your definition of positive. Oh, depends which side of the fence I'm on. Exactly. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I, yeah. I, you and I are on the same side, so I, but, I agree. It's not been well, anything I mean, positive I, I by the mean, way we if, see if, if, if we put a list up of what he has achieved and how many people that he managed to probably kill, what did he achieve? I mean, openly thinking about it, he um, managed to deport more Hispanics than even Trump was accused of. He managed and the kids to, in cages. That was him. He, yeah. He, yeah. He created. Hang on. I'd like to call it drone wars. I mean, that was amazing. I do actually believe the U.S. nearly run out of bombs 
while he was we in actually, office. We actually did run out of bombs. We we actually uh, <laughs> our our what was it, Bruce? Our our Navy or was it our Air Force? Oh, actually, like our our gen one of our generals actually went to Trump his first week in office, and he said, "Sir, uh, we don't have any ammunition." <laughs> and he said, just, "Excuse me." He said, yeah. "We don't have any ammunition." He says, "You keep that quiet." And yeah, he got them ammunition. Already. Yeah, he got them ammunition. And like, so if you're if you're looking at it in terms of what Obama did, he's he and the Clintons and the Bushes and the um, the Bidens, they've all been sympathetic to communist bloc countries, Russia, China, and and all the and Central and South American countries. They've they've been sympathetic to all of them, and it's all been a slow process of of yeah, disarming us. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been a process decline. of disarming us. And and this is what the people need to really. But once again. They yes, I understand patriotism, but to me, patriotism to me now because somebody mentioned it the other day, and I went, this land of Britain, this land, this island, that's what I'm patriotic to. This what I put my foot on because the people that govern here aren't patriots. There is nothing between them and the land. And true patriots believe in the people and the land. Those that are governing do not, and that's what the, the that is. What you've got to decide when somebody stands up in politics and uses that words unpatriotic, think about whether they are or not, or whether they're just trying to move the real people in a direction, you know, and it and it is, it's not nice. They have totally abused the right of the, the American language, the English language and any other language. I don't I mean, even I, I believe I, I don't even believe that what I hear on average, I'm not. I'm not saying everybody's like this, of course. But what I hear on average coming out of my own country, out of the U.S., I can hardly equate that to even English anymore. I mean, it's changed so much and so fast, and it's almost like, what What are you even saying? What What are you even <laughs> talking about? And and that's not even that. That's not even taking into account oh, really? the, this wokeness crap, right? That's yeah. not even English. I just had this horrible image of somebody standing up to do an ele electoral talk and go, um, hello, I am, and this is my pronoun, before they even start saying anything. Well, and when, just Ned, when you've, got, when you've got members of Congress who stand up there and they lead the Congressional Caucus in a prayer and they say, amen and a woman at the end of it. We've got some serious problems. You had Kamala Harris and a bunch of other um, high uh, uppities that were sitting at a table, in a round table, and they all went through and said their name and pronouns and all that stuff and uh, went over what they were wearing for the people that were blind listening and all this stuff. Like it was like this big, you know, five, ten minute intro. They weren't intro. Down to Just eat, were they? No, it was, they were discussing, some, I don't even remember what they were discussing. It was, it was just, it, because it was so absurd, just trying to get through the intro, just to get into whatever they were talking about. But that is pure bureaucracy in the extreme. If you think about it, hang on, we got, a, we got an hour for this talk. la di da di da di da What did we achieve? But that you're a total idiot. That's what we achieved. Just virtue signaling is all it is. And that's yeah. all they achieved in that was virtue signaling.
Of course, that's all the the administration here in the U.S. has really been doing. They haven't done anything necessarily beneficial for the average person yet. Can you imagine the person trying to write the minutes for that? (laughs) It'd just just be amazing, wouldn't it? It's just incredible. But you mentioned something in prep about New Zealand. Yes. uh, uh, To do with this, um, this, uh, this online censorship, you know, this, this internet censorship and this misinformation, disinformation, they are creating one of these bureaucracies in New Zealand. You actually brought that up a while back about how they needed the public's help and they were putting out those pamphlets and all kinds of stuff. And we played the audio here, haven't they? Yes, yes, yes. We played the audio here of them sitting up there on the stage saying, well, we're going to need the public's help in order to do this. Well, guess who they've picked? And this is not a joke. Guess who they've picked to head up this new bureaucracy that they're going to create? You know her, you love her. Former New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Yeah, the ivory hunter should have got her two uh-huh. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I know. She's, um, the thing is, that's horrible. Uh, and it, it triggered something. It triggered a sad thing. I mean, I thought about it. And I talk about the NHS, and it's, to me, it's one of the greatest creations this country's ever done. And do you know that in a certain country in this world, in 1938, their Social Security Act, provided government-funded health care for all, and that was 10 years before the NHS. Do you know what country that was? Uh, Take a guess. I'm going to go with England. No, before the NHS. It was New Zealand. Before the, oh, 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 you said NHS. I it automatically clicked it as England in my head. No, before, before the NHS, New Zealand. Oh, okay, I got you. Their Social Security Act did that, and yet they've had someone like that in government totally messing things around. That is something they managed. Yes, it was maybe it was tried out in a colony, but it was they they managed that in 1938. They passed that. That is an amazing thing to do. A brilliant idea. And then it wasn't until after the war that we managed to put the founding for the NHS ourselves in this country. And they're ruining it. They're ruining it. Top heavy corporations. It's supposed to be a caring place, and that is why. Yeah, do no harm. Do no harm. That should be that first line for everybody. You know, it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's sorry. It just really annoys me. And it, it's, it, it, it's, that's quite a history. That is something that New Zealand want to remember. It goes back a long way. And you people want to really get hold of that and tell Jacinda and the rest of them go somewhere because the medical system has been used to break how many countries? About every one of them. Yep. And why? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I cannot find. What Mr. Demonic Footprint's been up to in the last week? Oh, is that Mr. Gates, you mean? Oh, yeah, him. Well, he has been busy. He has been busy, I'm sure, dealing with the new new pandemic accord, trying to get that through the WHO. I'm assuming that that's what he's been up to. And I just so happen Mm. to have a clip of Mr. Tedros himself who was speaking on the matter just yesterday. The international health regulations do not give WHO power to dictate health policy to any country. Neither will this accord give WHO power to dictate policy to any country. This accord or agreement will be an agreement by countries. WHO's role would be to help implement the accord that countries agree. An accord that captures all the challenges we have faced during this pandemic is essential for making sure that the world does not repeat the mistakes that were made in this pandemic. I agree. If we repeat the same mistakes, I don't think we will forgive ourselves 
and our children and grandchildren will not forgive us. We have a duty to ourselves to end this pandemic as soon as possible. We have a duty to those we have lost to find out how it started. And we have a duty to those who will follow us to make the world safer. So you see, it's not about telling countries no. what to do. It's about making the world a safer place. Well, no, he is right. I, I agree with him in 90% in, in of what he said. We have to find out what caused this, what done it, and get rid of them. That, but that is one hell of a broom. That takes the who out the back door into the bin, into the incinerator. The UN, that goes with them too, because that was, um, that was the mother corporation that in created the who yeah and has been just as bad and yeah and there are several other ones and governments need sweeping out and everything else you're going to need no. governments to go out intelligence services bureaucracies of many different countries i might add many different major players on the world stage that's all i'm going to say oh yeah it's there's an endless number but the thing is what caused it who pushed it who funded it Who's and why? All the money? Yeah, exactly. The big, massive truth. Because it's slapping everyone in the face now. And I'll tell you what, you know, you see these, like, games and these science fiction dystopia films where they strap people to a chair so they brainwash them so they can't laugh. That must be that man. Because I don't know how he can actually stand up there and not fall over laughing at his own words. Because he said that with a straight face. Money talks. But to actually, to actually to be, you have to have one of two things. Well, you have to have, you have to have two things, actually. You have to have total belief in what you're doing and total disregard for everybody else. You know, that is the only way you can actually do that. You get the same attitude from Gates. You get the same attitude for him. You get the same attitude from these whimsical people who run the countries. Why are they still there, people? I mean, I agree. Even in ours, I mean, we're chopping and changing on a regular basis. I think they do that in the UK because they know that, that they've got to keep that sort of imbalance. Otherwise, there would be a big, nasty, shouty match. And that's their answer to it here. Macron, you got to be careful, mate, because I think the French will have their last say with you. Yeah, and I would just like to point out today that the French Prime Minister, I believe it's John Castex, I believe that's who that is, uh, his top staffer resigned suddenly today for, quote, personal reasons. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. Is it because <laughs> you and your criminal ilk are circumventing the will of the French people? I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. You can only do so many things blatantly. Trudeau, he has to fall. He has to fall. There's no two ways about it. He has to fall. It, it, it's endless. It's endless. But I was trying to keep it a bit lighthearted, having a pick at Biden and everything towards no, the I, end. Yeah, there. I got it. No, I got it. No, it's 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 well warranted. I I assure you. You got anything else? There's lots of snippets and things and to talk about. Uh -huh. I'll, let, well, I'll, let, I'll, I'll let it go tonight, I think. Okay, all right. We'll have you back next week, yes? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be here. I'm actually feeling a lot lighter after coming on midweek because when you get things running around your head and they, they tie up and they are dark, we've all got families and it does affect us. It, it, it does affect us. And I don't know whether the people understand that, that we're not doing this just so we can shout at the world. Thankfully, you give a platform for this. But um, there's so many people that keep saying, why do you do it? Why do you do it? 
because I believe that information has to be out there because if, if we don't have platforms like this and other people's platforms we'll never win no we're lost if we don't have that yeah so thanks guys once again it's been a pleasure pleasure's all ours my friend we'll see you next week we're going to go ahead and call this thank one you. done I would like to thank both of you gentlemen for being here this evening thank you to all the listeners God bless everyone and have a great evening Thank you.